best things in life are free. Are we ready? What up, listeners? I hope you enjoyed our uh, our our better late than never Whitney Houston episode, Woodhouse. Mia and I were just saying that it, it'll be damn near impossible to replicate that level of energy, and it's okay, because we wouldn't want to. Otherwise, that episode wouldn't stick out as, uh, you know. <laughs> the crazy the, that it is. <laughs> the wackadoodle, the wackadoodle uh, ep that it was. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, we're not, this isn't a throwback episode. Um, we're going to be appreciating something uh, a little more recent, a little more current. Uh, today we'll be talking about HBO's Insecure. Insecure. <laughs> Brought to us by uh, the amazing showrunner Issa Rae, who was also the creator of the Awkward Adventures. No, the Adventures of Awkward Black Girl. <laughs> Damn, that was like... <laughs> the Awkward Adventures awkward black girl no the misadventures of awkward black i knew i was getting it wrong the misadventures i mean people just call it abg now abg yeah yeah she calls it abg too like the website's Um, just like awkward black girl it's been like it's been like reduced so mia and i are um we've we've been fans of Issa rae since the abg days so we go way back. It's true. I can't remember if you brought it into my life or vice versa. I can't either. Like, I was trying to think about that yesterday. I was like, I can't remember if if it, wa- if it was a thing that we discovered separately. I feel like Shola shared it with me. Because Shola is always, like, really... Shola's my friend who's a filmmaker. And um, I feel like she's just always up on the latest, like, web series, whatever. And at that time, it was sort of, sort of like a golden era of web series, like comedic web series, and there was, like, just always new shit, like, always something new happening. But ABG was one of the best things to come out of that era. And yeah, very she, different she from had Insecure. a whole channel. Like a, like she did, were, yeah. There were a number of YouTube web series that she then produced. Produced, in that. yeah year and in the subsequent years and i was i watched all of them i did not you're gonna have to tell me about some of them there was one called roomies lovers friends or something Ooh, roommate roommates, it- roommates lover friends i don't know but it was um about yeah like two roommates becoming friends with benefits and one mm-hmm. of them liking you know the other more romantically and all of the drama that that whole setup seem to entail it would include mm. was it soapy uh yeah i like a soapy there were extra you know there was x drama brought in the mix yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and there was another one called hello cupid or something where two best fr- like two best friends this one was rough this this was like two best friends uh one really fair-skinned black woman one really dark-skinned black woman and mm. The dark-skinned black woman was, like, insecure about her beauty. Mm-hmm. So when she matched on this, like, dating website, it was with her friend's photos. Oh, it's a little bit like uh, Truth About Cats and Dogs yes. in that way. Yes. Yeah, it's like yes. that kind of premise. It's exa- yeah. As a matter of fact, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> but with uh, black women. I only yeah. draw that comparison because it was on recently. <laughs> so it's, like, it's kind of top of mind. But, yeah, that's, um, wow. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So yeah, big, big fans of Issa since the ABG days and, and the days of her channel, which is probably still up and running. I don't know. But yeah, ABG was sort of, um, 
I don't even know if you can call it like the precursor to Insecure. They're they're like wildly different shows, you know, like tonally, especially. Um, ABG was very much like in the vein of web series at that time, like just super, super goofy, very over the top and surreal at times. <laughs> and speaking of spoken word, as we were talking about in our last episode, yes. that, that episode with the spoken word date is like, to, is, is still like the funny, one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever seen in my life. Like bananas funny. Yes. Highly recommend it. If, if if any of you are fans of Insecure and have not seen ABG, I mean, go back and watch the whole thing, but especially that that episode. <laughs> so Insecure, what is the status of, of Insecure right now? Are they still like, are they filming? Are they on hiatus? Do we know? Um, they're on hiatus. I mean, they may have already started filming, but the the next season is the final season. Um, oh, did not know that. Which... Uh, was news that came out in January, yeah. Did not know that. So if they don't wrap this shit up with my girl <laughs> and my boy together. And just to clarify, um, which team are you on? I'm on which team. I, I, don't, I don't like to say I'm... I don't, okay, that, that's a great question. I would never say I'm <laughs> Team Lawrence. That's absurd. Um, <laughs> but... Um, we spend lots of time here. But... but if they don't wind up together, I will die. <laughs> so say more about that. You would never be Team Lawrence, but you really, really want Lawrence and Issa together. I mean, I'm this show. Unlike a lot, I mean, more so than other shows, like their relationship, like is something I'm also going through with them. Like I'm, mm. like when he hurts her, he's hurting me. And she hurts him. She's hurting me. Like, I'm just in it with them. I mean, I've been traumatized by, like, many episodes of the show. Where, like, it might as well just happen to me, because shit. I mean, I went through all the stages of grief. <laughs> it's a repressed memory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the episode with the imagined proposal is, like, the worst. Like, that's the one I can never think of ever again <laughs> like, it's just so painful i'm just like well, no we're, ne- we're never watching that ever again what was that was that like season two that was the end of season two yeah yeah the end of season two i mean really everything from the season one finale yeah to the season two uh premiere to the season two finale was just like i mean i was like they were stabbing me in the heart like several times i was just like oh you just you just gonna do me like that like there's like, like there's that episode like there's like the episode should we like frame this up i guess and explain sure yeah is. let's do it let's pull it back pull it back okay let's pull it back before we like start getting into like the weeds here of the drama so the show is about isa black female protagonist black woman and she lives in L.A. where she's born and raised. And she is working. When the show begins, she's working in nonprofit youth development work. And she's deeply unhappy because it was actually one of the first shows that really sh- shines. Uh, actually, ABG, ABG did this ABG, too. yeah. That, that's a similar um, theme in both shows. They shine this light on like the nonprofit white industrial complex um, and how... 
there's so much toxic behavior and tokenism and uh, performative like racial equity bullshit that happens in those spaces. And so she's deeply unhappy in her in her work, not because she doesn't like working with kids, but because there's just all this bullshit politics in, in the workplace. It's a pretty small team. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it just also feels like even probably more uh, challenging because it's just such a small team. And so any, any one person's microaggressions can feel like outsized. Mm-hmm. So that's her world. She has a best friend, Molly, um, who's a lawyer and uh, is also going through similar work politics and things, being you know, a young, smart, you know, um, talented black lawyer while navigating white dominant spaces in, in the big law world of uh, L.A. lawyering. And then they have two other friends who, in many ways, like, in, depending on the season, like, really do, like, complement the show really well. Um, there's Amanda Seals' character, um, whose name I'm forgetting right now. Tiffany? Tiffany. Who's, like, supposed to... There's a whole bunch of shit there, too. But she's, like, she's, she's married, settled down in later seasons, like, starts a family... And so she's like always contrasted with the rest of the friend group because she's like in this stable relationship that mm-hmm. they admit isn't with, isn't hasn't been without its drama in the past, but that's often her stable, secure relationship is often you know a plot point around which like drama unfolds because it just hides it just kind of serves to highlight the unstable ness of the other characters' lives. Um, mm-hmm. And then Natasha Rothwell, um, Ugh, love uh, her. who is Kelly? the best, plays Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's so fucking um, funny. And she's like the heartbeat of the friend group for sure. And, and she's definitely like the comedic. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Comic relief. Comic relief. Which, 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 which even in that, there's some, there's some, there's some like uh, uh, icky trope there thing. Of like, yes. she's like the big friend who's like funny. It's not that's not cool. Um, but by the right. way, she's by the way she's beautiful. She's <laughs> stunning and like. Um, I also feel like it could have, abs- like absolutely, you're right. Like within the casting of the character, like that the casting was was tropey because she's arguably the only one in a large body, like in the in the friend group. Mm-hmm. But but I do feel like it isn't. And this is not. This is throwing it a little. Only like a, sm- a very small bone. Like it's. Um, it's not a. Her body isn't like a punchline ever. You know. Like it's absolutely. not even absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, which no, I feel there, like no. It, there is it, that it, physical comedy in the third season when they're at Coachella. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. I just she trips all I remember and she, is she, she she like gets something happens and she trips and she gets in the thing with the cop and she gets tasered. I know. I was like, because she's on mushrooms, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That shit actually was funny as hell. Like, whatever. It was. You know? It was. It's really funny. I mean, the yeah. only reason I bring it up is like, I mean, you know, she is, in many ways, my favorite character on the show. She's like beautiful, she's funny, awesome. amazing. I like. She's only really one. She's really the only character, like the only act actress on the show that I like. Like, I literally follow like every tweet because she's a. Big, she's wonderful. She's a big Twitter tweeter. But, she's also um, I th- I think it's worth because the thing like when you watch her performance it's so good that you think oh like I remember because it was my first time ever seeing her and I thought to myself oh she must be just like this character because it's so good 
Yeah. And then you see her, you see her in interviews, you see her in literally anything else. And I'm like, oh, it's not like that's not who she is. Like, it's just she's very much playing a character. She's just super talented. She's also on the writing staff. Um, okay, so so those are the four uh, main characters. And then there's a friend group that's sort of ancillary to this made up of dudes that are all like the partners of these characters or like the people that they're dating at the time, you know, various points during the series. So you have Lawrence, who's Issa's long-term partner. They break up early on in the series, though, after being together for many years. And then you kind of go through her story of their breakup. There's Chad, his like caustic, like, you know, comedic best friend who's like kind of a dick, but also super sexy. Like, oh, he's so sexy. (laughs) There's Tiffany's boo, Derek. I mean, I made that up. What's his name? No, I think I think you're right. And then there's oh, there's Daniel, who um, is Issa's uh, f- like friend, former love interest from high school, who kind of like reenters oh the my picture. God. <laughs> um, who reenters the picture in the first season, which kind of causes drama in her relationship with Lawrence, and is you know spoiler that like catalyst for their breakup. One one catalyst for their breakup, I should say. And then in later seasons, perhaps the finest man to ever. <laughs> Walk the face of the earth. Alexander Hodge um, comes into the series playing uh, Asian Bay. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Molly's Molly's uh, most everything. promising. Molly's He's most everything. promising love interest. Oh, I'm forgetting Dro. There was Dro. a whole thing with Dro. Dro. Who um, Dro. I, I now watch on Good Trouble because the actor that plays him is now on another show that I watch, um, which is which I'm happy about because when he left Insecure, I was like very upset about that. Um, and I needed to but see you him did regularly. also get to uh, get to listen to his sexy voice on the uh, the app, the 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 sexy erotica app, right? The yes. audio erotica. Uh, app. Th- what is that called? Dipsy. Okay, so guys, Dipsy. listeners, there is a <laughs> audio erotica app called Dipsy, um, where you can listen to sexy stories with sexy voices telling you these sexy stories. And Dro, whose real name I will remember in a second. Sarunas Jackson, thank you. Google. He had a series on this on the on Dipsy a few months ago, which made me download this erotica app that I like have not even listened to since then. Like I listened to it, like I downloaded it just for him and that's it's how it. they get you, man. I know. It's how they get I'm, like, you. I'm like, Sarunas, you're gonna need to like put some more stories on this shit or I'm gonna delete it. Like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I do enjoy all of the uh the scenes that like whenever we break to um, the dudes hanging out together, I feel like there's a lot of comedic <laughs> stuff in there. Just like hearing their their hilarious conversations. Yeah, just, like just like, like their musings on women and what dating. It's so goddamn funny. It's like, so yeah. it's so, it's a so cliche and b so yeah, funny. and it's such like, a great contrast to what's happening like in the mm-hmm. the main yeah friend group. <laughs> And I like that we're privy to it when, like, the women are not. Like, I think that's just, like, a great little thing. Yes. So the show draws you in in two ways. One, in this, like, really meaningful relationship in Issa's life with her with her partner, Lawrence, and um, what it means to separate from someone that's, that's like, a live-in partner and how that can kind of, like, rock multiple areas of your life simultaneously. I mean, her breakup with Lawrence yeah. winds up becoming... A place for her to also reevaluate her relationship with work and her and her even her um, relationship with her best girlfriend Molly. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's and, like a whole identity thing. Yeah, because he's been it. he's been such a huge part of her life and her identity, like her most of her adult life. So mm-hmm. when that relationship's over, it's she's forced to sort of reckon with like, okay, who am I outside exactly. of this relationship? Yeah, they both exactly. are to be fair. Exactly. Um, and in many ways, her relationship with Molly winds up like never being the same. It kind of plays out yeah. in slow, mo- slow motion over several years. Um, yeah. But then, but then the focal point of this past season, season four, was Molly and Issa coming to grips with the ways in which their relationship has changed, um, <sighs> while both struggling to talk about it candidly and in ways that show that they c- care about each other. Because there's just been like so much resentment that's been like overlooked or you know hurts where you've turned the other cheek for so long. Um, that it all kind of just comes to a really painful head multiple points throughout the season. And then, like, kind of, similarly to the stages of grief, like, you kind of see them, or at least Issa, maybe. I can't remember which character, but, like, towards the end of the season, you start to slap this fast season, you start to see them kind of just move into indifference. Like, well, we're, yeah. not, we're not friends anymore, and whatever. <laughs> You're like, whoa, that hurts worse than when y'all were mad at each other. Yeah, it's painful to watch. I think, um, I mean, the the show has done really things that are surprisingly new for television, given that the themes are so universal. You know, Mm. it's like moving from your late 20s into like into your 30s, which is something that you and I have just experienced like over the last, you know, um, almost 10 years. There, There are things that we all, I think, go through moving further into adulthood, like dealing with those legacy friendships and relationships mm-hmm. and just reevaluating them and having to let some go and how slow and painful that process can be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And all, yeah, and all the I- identity shifts that happen um, over those years, like pretty like tum- emotionally tumultuous years, you know? Yeah. And just soul searching, very introspective kind of years. And I, I think that this show does that in a way that I, I can't, there isn't really a show that I can think of that does it as well honestly as honestly absolutely um you and i i feel like when the show was a little younger like after maybe after the second season whenever you and i like i feel like you and i would watch the episodes separately and then like convene on them like throughout Mm -hmm. the week Mm -hmm. and we were both always just like i can't watch this show because the decisions they make are so (laughs) stupid so like realistically stupid you know And it feels very different for TV because we're not used to make to peop, to the characters we watch, like not growing as quickly. You know what I mean? And learning from their mistakes as quickly. They, they, they're, they're as slow to learn them as we are, like in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, fu- and, and we I go think through these same why patterns over and over. I've, like I said, this it, even as you're talking about that, like I'm feeling it in my chest. Like this show provokes yeah. really strong feelings for me of maybe like shame I have yeah like of mistakes i've made things i wish i'd said or didn't say or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just like it just like pulls at all that stuff and it also just shows you i think that when you were talking earlier about the um how you like being privy to the boys conversations that they're having about their own feelings and emotional because you know i mean what's interesting there is that you do get some of the emotional depth too like these are Men with, yeah. feelings, men with feelings. Oh, that sounds like the name of a boy band. Anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it could be like its own like spinoff show. Men NWS. with feelings. <laughs> From the producers of NWA. <laughs> MWF. 
Yeah. So <laughs> you get so you get this like emotional depth from men, which is something I've always experienced when I'm in relationships with men. Yeah. That's why I love men. When I love men. <laughs> it's because like I do like I do like that through my relationships with them. I'm I always feel like I'm contributing to like their emotional journey in some way. Not like that sounds that sounds egotistical as fuck, but that's not what no, I No, it doesn't. No, no, no. That's that's not what that wasn't why I made that face. It to me it sounded more like there were like and there is sort of like this greater pattern of like women being the outlet through which like men are able to like, you know, grow emotionally and mm-hmm. a little bit like mm-hmm. us doing emotional labor and like I know, right? essentially acting as their therapists. Yeah. Which is why like you saying that really shocked me. Enjoy that part. Um, I mean, that's great. I do not. <laughs> well, I enjoy it because I mean, it gets been, old. That's that's what I have to. That's all I. Have to I say. I, yeah, en- anyway. I enjoy it. I enjoy it because I en- I like the feeling of being a safe haven. I'm also experiencing the world maybe through different lenses, but I can see how many avenues towards emotional authenticity are blocked off to men. In our it's culture, cra- yeah. But anyway, something I enjoy about when I am dating men, I'm like, yeah, let's get, let's get emotionally raw. Like, let's do that. Like, let's like let's go there. I was dating a water sign once, and he was <laughs> swimming. I taught I taught this. I I also like to teach people to ha- how to swim when they don't know how to swim. It's a thing. And I was teaching him how to swim, and he finally like was floating successfully in the water. And he like made a parallel to our relationship that was like super dorky, but like That's really cute. But like super cute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's really cute. He's basically like, you taught me how to swim, like. In the water and in my emotions, or something corny. Oh, yeah. So the whole point of that was just to mention that that we get privy, we're always privy to like the, the, the boys' sort of emotional arcs and journeys that the girls don't see. The painful part of that is the times at which the boys are also making dumb as fuck mistakes. Um, oh my god! That if the girls knew about them would hurt immensely. And I think that's the part around. Issa's breakup with Lawrence that like to this day I fucking cannot deal with because like when I break up with someone and it's an emotional breakup like it's someone that I you know deeply loved and cared for and saw a future with or whatever and then and then we and then we're not together I craft a narrative in my head of what I think they are doing yeah and this show burst a bubble in that protective narrative bubble I had been surrounding myself in the saran wrap bubble I had in, you know of them you know uh, retreating from the world and not talking to women ever again and you know oh God, no yeah <laughs> and coping with their pain really productively where they're not just out there fucking whatever you know no I was just gonna say like blowing somebody's <laughs> back out like that's the and and the imagery <laughs> exactly and the imagery it's no it's it's like yeah yeah <laughs> I, I remember I will never forget that sex scene because I was just like ah no <laughs> Of Lawrence having some, what did you just phrase it? Blowing. Oh, blowing, blowing somebody's back out. Blowing somebody's back out type sex. Um, I have to say shout out to Desus and Mero because they use that expression. Mero specifically uses that expression all the time. So I feel like I picked it up from him. Anyway. There you go. Blowing someone's back out. That's exactly exactly what happened. And we had to see it. Literally. Like we had to really watch it. Like. Like it was girl, also girl, the girl was it in was like doggy scene. style, arched down, like butt yes. out, arched down, like arched titties, up like yeah, it, like titties flying. It titties was just like, flying, and, like yeah. And Lawrence thrusting like a god. Like it was just, <laughs> it was just a lot to take in. 
Right, especially because we hadn't seen him like that. Right, and he was into it. Yeah. He was just like, he was yeah. down her ass. He was just like, just, he was doing things. And she was calling know, him zaddy. To, to, right, to, to, know, <laughs> to know that it was coming from a place of like pain and anger. I know. And pleasure, right? Like, yeah. Like he was enjoying, he was enjoying, he was enjoying himself. Um, right. And enjoying like the fuck you Issa of it. You yes, know? I'm saying it was just all so much. Yeah. It was just so much. Like, like, ugh. It left an indelible arc. And it's like, as a woman, to see that was really. I can't remember a TV show that made me feel that specific emotion because I've been there. Like, I've been there, you know? I've had a man feel that way about. I don't know, whatever I did to him and then do something like that, where it's that particular stew of emotions, like driving that action, you know? But and that's it's just what I'm saying. It hard just to so see. Much to, it so, it's so hard to see. So hard to so, see. It's so hard to see. And I lived, and the reason I'm alive right now at 37 <laughs> years old is because, because, because I, because I pretended that that doesn't exist. Um, and so I had, I did have, I did have a soul death. Oh God! Um, at the beginning of season one and beginning of season two, I'm not kidding. Like, like, and I, I, know. I would like, like even talking about it with coworkers at the time because you know it was like a show. It was a hit show, so everyone was watching it. And I, you know, we come to work and we talk about it, and like I would get like, I would get like hot, like, like angry listening to men talk about their perspectives on it. Oof. Um. Oof. Like we, like we, it was just we'd be sparring because I'd be like, I fucking cannot with you. Like <laughs> I'd be like, I can't. Well, what I, would I, what would uh, what would the guys be saying that you worked with? Well, they were just very empathetic, um, right? To Lawrence, with Lawrence, and, yeah. And so was I on the level I couldn't admit. I guess it's like I'm, you know, like any anytime you're in a breakup, or at least anytime I've been in a breakup, I think about my own pain. I might think about my ex partner's pain. But this was the first time I like really was holding both together, like yeah, like both the pain of both partners. And it, like I said, it nearly broke me. It was just too much. Too yeah, much. the show really forced you to do that. Yeah, it was just too fucking much. And there were so many seasons throughout season two, or so many so many scenes throughout season two that just like keep putting a salt in the wound of it. Like which ones? You gotta remember. like. Uh, well, he you know he starts he's, season two starts off with him in this casual sexual relationship with. The same girl who's black, who's back, who's oh, blowing out. So bad for her, by the um, way. So, she, so yeah, right, she gets caught in this crossfire, and she's just Ugh. like the sweet chick bank teller lady. So and sweet, she, and yeah. she just gets caught up in the shit. And then he starts doing shady shit to her. He, oh my god, Issa throws that house party where she invites him to come by, but he doesn't. He doesn't come to the party. He comes by after. He, he comes by some other random night that week to pick up his mail, and then they have like breakup sex, and it's like, oh, two, yeah. and it's like two quick pumps, and it's over. Oof. And that's also painful to see because you see how he's like given oh, oh, oh girl, other girl, like all this like good backstroke and shit. And then, you know, with, with Issa, it's just this like quick, passionate, but ultimately like just dissatisfying, I mean, at least in my mind, dissatisfying sex with her. Then he starts dating Aparna, his coworker. Oh, yeah. That really yeah. fucked me up because I didn't I didn't know how serious that was gonna get. I was like, oh, I don't want. Yeah, this me to be too. I was I was concerned about that. And she I didn't like I didn't too. like her. She was super <laughs> casual all the time, just kind of like a bro, like a tech right. bro. And I was like, I was not feeling that. 
Um, it did feel kind of put on, like that her personality, like that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She seemed inauthentic, and I was just like, I don't yes. Like that. But and the then, actress was um, oh, <laughs> he had that random like twosome. Like he met oh, those girls. Oh God! He, he met yeah. those girls at. Oh God! He was just lost. Like, lo- like Lawrence was like lost in the sauce. The definition of that term. <laughs> um, he just had so many embarrassing, stupid things happening to him that season. And then, it, and then, right? Like you're saying, they actually meet up un- unintentionally at a friend's birthday party or anniversary or some party, some like dinner party they both finally went to, where they were like occupying the same space for the first time since their breakup. And he brought a parna. And that set off Issa. They finally had this huge fight in the street that was like painful things were said. Ugh. And then it culminates in that final episode of the season that you're talking about where there's like this montage where, you know, we're like, oh, my God, like, are they going to work it out? Like, I'm like, like, are, like, oh, my God, this is so great. And then they just like slap us with it's the cold heart reality yeah. <laughs> of them just putting the final nail in the coffin of their relationship. Um mm. Then, and, and, and because the show is so real, then season three, he's gone. Like, for, like, the first five episodes, he's not even there, mirroring yeah. what it's like for when you finally cut someone off and they're just, like, not even present. So that when they finally ran into each other again at Coachella in, like, the store, like, they're, like, at some gas station, like, near Coachella or whatever, and he, like, he, he appears after not having been around for half a season... Like, I felt like she did. Like, it was like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I got yeah. the same, like, quickening, like, I can't breathe. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> horror of running into someone that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Horrible. So the show just does, a, <laughs> just does a number on your emotions as a viewer. And then season four goes in a t- completely different direction in that the main arc there is the is the fissures in the relationship between Molly and Issa. And then Lawrence kind of comes back with the one-two punch, like. Lawrence and Issa renew their relationship after some other people enter the picture and distract them for a while. They start to find their way back to each other. But then we're stuck with the season four finale double whammy of him getting a job in San Francisco, him asking her to move there with him and him learning that he got the girl he was with before Issa pregnant. Like, again, just being like, are you motherfucking kidding me? But that is so life. Like, it was just, again, another dose of realism where I was like, I looking cannot. Well, I mean, speaking of Molly and Issa, like, I I feel like especially this last season brought up a lot of contentiousness amongst viewers. And there was a lot of, has there, so like, I'm not as plugged into like, the viewer reaction, like the viewership reaction uh, to the show. Do you feel like there has been sort of like this backlash against Molly since day one? Or is it more like, or is it both? Like, has there been backlash against Molly? Have people like just not liked Molly forever? And then... Molly has been on my damn, has been getting on my damn nerves for, for a very long time. I know I'm in the minority here. I love Molly. I think most of it is because I just love Yvonne Orji so much, and I think she's such a good actor. So there's that. I just feel like even though like there's so many ways in which I do not relate to Molly, um, she just finds a way to you know make me feel for her. 
Um, yeah. You know. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go ahead and disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing. Here's 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 the thing. Um, yes. Molly often acts. Okay, you know we've all been in situations in real life where you have to like look away because you're like, oh god, what the fuck is happening right now? Like you know something awkward or whatever's happening, and. As Molly develops as a character, there's just more and more times where it's like, I have to look away. Like, I'm embarrassed for her because, like, in her, in the things that she does that annoys me, it's so clear that it's coming from a place of insecurity. And you know how I feel about vulnerable shit. I'm just like, ew. And she just puts that in my face every fucking week. I'm like, Molly, please turn it off. Like, oh, my God. Like, don't say that thing. Like, don't do that thing. Oh, my God. And she makes that face. She has that one face she makes when she's like dis- disappointed herself, you know? You know the face I'm talking about. It's fucking ridiculous. Can you try? Can you make I it? I can't even. It's just like. No. Like, she, oh, I, like I, see my, I see my head. I'm just like, make it go away. But she's always embarrassing herself. It's fucking annoying. And towards the end, she just got super petty. And I was like, I fucking can't with you. And, um,. You know, this is another area where our friend Chris Sewell and I disagreed because he'd be on fucking social media, like standing for Molly. And I was, and, really? I, think, and, and I think at one point, I think, I think it side. finally turned. Yeah. 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 At one point. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like for a lot, I feel like there have been points where I've been like, Chris, really? Like, you're going to just like support Molly right now? Like what? Like what's happening? Me and Chris need to talk. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, Chris, what? <laughs> Chris who? I love what the show does with L.A., I feel like it's like the way that it depicts LA is like kind of fresh and new. It just it has a very special vibe there. Yeah, it has, um, it has like Compton vibes. It's like super. Yes, chill. it has Compton vibes. The music on the show is full. Music is iconic. fire. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's amazing how like I feel like if you're I don't know like if you hear a song like you could you could always like point it out like oh this would be on an episode of Insecure. It's got like a very yeah. specific vibe kind of vibe yeah and vibes every year there's at least a handful of songs that like i add to my repertoire because of yeah insecure like it does wind up shaping my musical taste quite heavily yeah a lot of it is like brand new shit i've never heard before and it's always really good Mm-hmm. so this is the final season this upcoming season is the final season, and if they don't, is the final season. Get Lauren. What do you? What do you predict? What do you predict? I have and no what do you hope for? What do you hope for? I hope you hope for them Lisa getting back together. And Lawrence are together, even if it's some unconventional shit where he's, you know, in, fathering. He's in San Francisco because that's where his career, you know, is taking him next, and they have to do long distance for a while. Like I. Like I'm not expecting like a white. I'm not expecting the montage I had at the end of season two. I know, I know, yeah. I know that that won't be them. But I want them to fight for each other, and I want them to be together. And that's that on that. What do you think about Molly and Issa's friendship? Do you think it'll continue to? I don't know. They've been through some rough shit, yo. They really have. I mean, right now they're at the point where like I don't think they're happy for one another's successes. Absolutely, that's like the major. Um, and I mean, they 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 name this in in the previous season, but like Molly, I feel like Issa basically says to Molly, like you were only okay with this friendship so long as like we were maintaining like a certain you know like you were the successful one, and I was always like 
unhappy in my professional life, like scrambling, like whatever. And now that I'm finally like finding something that I'm good at and like hitting my stride, you can't deal with it, basically. Which that's, is very real. Like that's, that's very saying, real. Yeah. Like their 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 friendship needs to like fundamentally change if they can if they can move pull it off forward. I don't know. I mean, it's just like ugh. It has to change. Like they have to go through a deep change if they're gonna stay as close as they were. But who has um, that kind of energy in your thirties? <laughs> you fucking redesigning a whole fucking friendship. Like what? Yeah, and like reorienting yourself like to another person, you know. But. I don't know. Maybe they'll find out it's worth it. Maybe they go to like besties counseling. I don't know. Here's what I will not be okay with. If the show ends, if the show ends basically with the restoration of their friendship, but not the restoration of her shit with Lawrence with some like kumbaya, like friendships over bros or some shit. Like, (laughs) yeah, come on, y'all. Or some shit that's like, I found myself, and that's the most important thing. Like, I'm going to be like, fuck that shit. Like, we have enough, like, self-help. I'm on They've done enough of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, They've done yes. enough of that, yeah. I'm like, yes, cool. I'm, I'm fully self-actualized as a person. And if Issa wants a partnership, then she should have that, you know? We don't need any yeah. more, like, independent woman validation of that arc, you know? I'm just like... Okay, we've been validated in it. We know it's okay to be single forever. Okay, like we're we're making peace with that. Cool. Yeah, the show has spent enough time in that in that realm. I want Tiffany to get her shit together because she was going through her own oh, shit, having yeah. a baby and going through postpartum. That was sad. So yeah, that she that was so sad. Gets the, gets the support that she needs. Feels like she can talk to her partner about what she might need from him. That's different to both support a child. I mean, that shit seemed heavy and like. And it's, it's so interesting, too, because it's like, you know, she's definitely a supporting character. But of the things that happened this season, it's probably the heaviest shit that happened, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's shit is real to them. And the show does a good job of showing that, too, where it's like in Molly and Issa's world, like their like relationship dramas and, you know, identity shit is their most important shit. But here's a, a new mom, like literally going through postpartum, who like runs away from her family and like shacks up in a hotel. Like, that is the realest shit. I love that scene when her husband, like, comes to mm-hmm. find her, essentially. God, that was so tender and beautiful. I, I just loved it. Yeah, Derek's the cutest. I keep calling him Derek. I don't even know. That's his name. <laughs> It'd be amazing if it was, like, so far from Derek. I know. I'm going to look it up. You know? His name is Derek. Yeah! <laughs> love to see it. Why? <laughs> Have we like run out of steam for this? Maybe. Is there more we can say? <laughs> There's no. I have nothing else to say. I mean, I feel we did. We did like devote a hell of a lot to Whitney. We so, did. what are we talking about next week? Or we're not talking next week because I'm moving next week. Kate's moving. Do you want to tell your listeners? Uh, I'm really excited because this place is amazing. However, finding a housemate in corona times is a journey i'm also looking for a housemate in a part of brooklyn that's kind of remote so i already expected it to be a challenge but man it's been a journey and i've gotten some wild messages (laughs) like i just feel like and mia i probably talked to you about this like earlier in my search for a housemate but like people just don't 
and I don't know, maybe people have forgotten, like, because we're not interacting with each other as much, like, during the pandemic. But I feel like people don't know how to write a fucking email to someone they don't know. Like, people were just sharing, like, just oversharing shit with me they should not have been sharing in their introductory emails to me. I'm just like, I am a stranger. We have never met, like... What are you doing? Well, there's so many you know? conflicting messages out there because everyone's all about the, uh, their authenticity right now. There's authenticity, but there's also, ba- well, there's also boundaries and like, and it makes me think like, are you just, is this just like a generational difference? Like, are you accustomed to sharing at this level with like everybody you meet and that's just you? Or is this a red flag and should I like be concerned about potentially living with you? So you should be concerned. Anyway. I, thank you. Thank you. That's I mean, I, I'm I'm always like I'm so paranoid. I've had so many like hellish roommates. No um, disrespect to the ones that she actually likes. I don't want you guys to get confused. She likes you guys. They know they know who they are. The one the ones I've I've enjoyed living with. They, they know the who ones they are. that she didn't like. You probably know, too. You probably know. Yeah. Oh, we should give a shout out to Dave Chappelle getting his show back. Yeah. Very exciting. So now you you can watch Chappelle's show on Netflix. Chappelle show. And on HBO Max, I believe. I did go back and watch um, a bunch of season two. Did you? I was very excited. I sure did. Sure did. Sure did. That's great. Did you enjoy yourself? I sure did. Enjoy yourself. It's a celebration, bitches. What a perfect episode of television that was. I was just rewatching it and just being like, this is so whoever edited this is like a fucking genius. You know what I mean? I'm laughing because it's like so but I mean, right. You just go back. To, I can see it all in my head. It's just the funniest shit ever. I'm gonna go watch the way that they like do the instant replay of like Rick James <laughs> saying wild shit because it's just like, OK, what just came out of his mouth? Let's like replay that. It's so good. Oh, it for Charlie was, Murphy. It was perfect. It was so perfect. So we're we're off next week, but what are we talking about the following week? I forget. Chappelle Show. And then Jill Scott. Awesome. Oh my God. Perfect. I didn't even bring that up like thinking that we were gonna be doing it soon. Oh my god, <laughs> that's, that's great. so exciting. So then, oh my god, should we prepare like top episodes of Chappelle Show? Sure. Like our favorite episodes? That might be a good or favorite skits, like favorite sketches. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know, but for Jill Scott, I have I want to kind of get her to be on our show. <laughs> okay, like I mean, we can try. We can certainly try. Like I'd be like Jill, can we just like talk to you for an hour? 